You ever open up a crystal shop thinking it's going to go one way and then it goes another? That's what happened this week in the Deep Night. French, hello, and welcome to the Deep Night. I'm your host, guide, and guru, and I guess we'll add failed businessman to the list, Del Seaver. Oh, well, things don't always work out the way we expect them to, do they? We come to you tonight, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Guanas. We return to our beloved Guani, humbled, and with our eyes newly opened. It seems that perhaps San Francisco has just enough mystical rock shops as it can handle, and I may have grossly miscalculated the need for another. You see, I went out to San Francisco, into the fog, with high hopes, with chakras charged and ready for the grand opening of what was to be our flagship West Coast operation, Deep Night with Dale's World of Gems. Long a dream of mine to have a shop like that. But alas, we only made it to the soft launch. We never got hard. Hey, it happens to a lot of people. I had so many wonderful and talented comedians there to help celebrate the opening of what I was sure was a can't-miss, a great musician there, too. But, wow, what a miss, you know. <laughs> I mean, we had a great time, but uh, the, the shop, not so much. So in the spirit of some great tech companies before us, we're sad to announce the closing of the World of Gems on the very day we announced its opening. But my thanks to everyone who participated in what surely will be known as Dale's Folly on the Embarcadero, certainly how it's known here at my house. <laughs> but we're going to recover, and we're going to go on with the podcast and the live shows, as you've come to know and love. In fact, speaking of love, we're doing a live show all about affairs of the heart. It's going to be on Wednesday, February 12th at the Slipper Room on the Lower East Side. Ticks and information up on DeepNightShow.com. Uh, joining me on that night will be Josh Gondelman, Doogie Horner, Millie Tamares, Michael R. Jackson, and professional matchmaker Amy Van Doren. Wear a comfy turtleneck if you want to find a date. Also music on the harp from Stephanie Babarak. I mean, a harp. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go with this week's episode, live from the iHeartRadio stage at the Gateway Theater as part of SF Sketchfest. It's a doomed opening and closing night of Deep Night with Dale's World of Gems. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hello, friends. Hello. Oh, it's so wonderful to see you. Uh, I am Dale Seaver, and we're here to celebrate the grand opening of my newest venture, Deep Night with Dale's World of Gems, my crystal shop. And you're all here, a select few VIPs is who you are. And you've all made it down to the Embarcadero, one of San Francisco's most loveliest neighborhoods. Uh, an essential neighborhood, really. We all know the song. Many of us grew up with it. Coit Towers High, the park is fine, but if you really want to get to know San Francisco, meet me at the Embarcadero, right? <laughs> that old tune, we love it. Uh, this is great. Uh, I have sunk most uh, every uh, penny of mine that I've made over the last 10 years doing podcasting which is very lucrative. 
into this uh, shop full of rocks. Uh, so I'm feeling good <laughs> about that. Um, now a little bit about me. Um, I have been part of the wellness community for a number of years, uh, ever since uh, I met Gwyneth Paltrow and took a candle-making workshop with her down in Malibu. Uh, she's wonderful with the wax. Um, <laughs> It's been a, a real journey for me, learning a lot about healing. And as it turns out, uh, we all need healing because so many of us are broken. Um, right now, just if you, if you d don't mind, now don't try to make a big deal about this, but if you can just kind of, you know, do a quick scan, get a, get a read on the person next to you, okay, sitting beside you. You'll see it's pretty pathetic. Th this is... It's just shattered, isn't it? Just uh, there's a dullness kind of behind the eyes, and you can see just a real lingering sadness. There's a lot going on there. And that's great for me <laughs> because that's what this business is. We can all offer some healing to, to all of you. And I was like, like that once, you know, following my divorce. It's okay. We can say it. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, pretty uh, roughed up. I'd say by life I was a little bit shattered, just a little clump of dust, you know, waiting for some kind of intense pressure to offer a transformation uh, opportunity. And that uh, intense pressure came in the form of my wife, Galinda, uh, who I am married with now. She is a fourth-generation energy healer and a Reiki master. And I knew the first time I heard that powerful prayer gong that she has above her bed. I, when I heard that sound for the first time, I knew this is a person who can offer me the change that I didn't even know I needed. Uh, this is somebody who can force me into new territory and to make me do things that even today I'm still very uncomfortable doing. Uh, but she has made me a better person and she's encouraged me to try new things. One of those things is to make my own essential oil blends. And uh, I brought some of them here. You'll see the diffusers here just going. Very, it's always good to, for every crystal shop has to smell like somebody's made some bad choices. And <clears throat> or sometimes it's covering up the smell of a cat. But anyhow, uh, these are three diffusers that we have running. I, it's very important in business. You understand I am a businessman, and I understand that you need to have some things that appeal to the local audiences. So I have some San Francisco scents. So as soon as you come into World of Gems, you're hit with a very, like a fog of great odors. This one over here is Civic Center After Dark. <laughs> the one uh, here in the middle is uh, 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 Abandoned Scooter Pile. It's going to get a really good charge out of that. And uh, this one over here, this is very specific to San Francisco, but I think you can relate, uh, especially if you're a millennial. This one is, I took my parents to the Redwoods, and it was much colder than I thought it would be, so they bought me a polar fleece vest, and now I'm ashamed to wear it. <laughs> all good sense, all going, all the time. But enough about me. <laughs> Let me show you around the store. Come on. Uh... Over here, uh, I'd like to address the, the sort of, the, this is something for the folks that are really into the tech. You into the tech? You like that? With all, oh, I got always Graham stuff. I'm always beep, bop, booty, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm telling you, cut the cord, folks. I know how technology works. Cut that cord. You're always walking around, and then cord snags you back on the phone. I understand. I want you to step into something real, not that Instagram life. That's a fantasy. Get real with some of the things we have here. For instance, grab a hold of a selenite wand and be connected to the divine 
m magic of the moon. Okay, get something real. Perhaps you'd like to see your future told in some colorfully illustrated playing cards. I mean, it's all here for the taking. Step into reality. Put down the phone. The point is, folks, <laughs> so many great things. So many great things here for us tonight. Now, I do have another uh, item over here. Uh, uh, and again, I, I've tailored it to the, to the local customer. Are we all familiar with the concept of the yoni egg? Okay. <laughs> Some of you have them in right now. Uh, <laughs> I knew you would be. But for those of you who are not, let me break it down for you as delicately as I can. The Yoni Egg. Fellas, ladies, uh, non-binary, interdisciplinary, undeclared. <laughs> we all have holes. The Yoni Egg is an egg-shaped stone that you can put in a hole of yours, and, uh, or someone you know, I guess, and feel the healing energy from within. Okay, we put it in. We feel the energy. So instead of yoni eggs for San Francisco, I've brought some muni eggs. <laughs> These are painted in the vibrant hues of the celebrated public transportation system here in San Francisco. And uh, the way these things work, very similarly, uh, first step, identify a hole. <laughs> step two, much like trying to buy a ticket on the bus, you're going to insert, but because it's a muni egg, it will be rejected <laughs> and come out. And then you will have to reinsert perhaps several times. This will repeat itself. There will be a line forming behind you. There may be some, you may have to take it out and kind of, you know, smooth it a little bit. But then once you get it in, ah, enjoy the ride. <laughs> Muni eggs, really great. Why start a crystal shop now, Dale? It's 2020. That's a great question. It's a great question. Well, recently, an enormous sinkhole has opened up in my backyard. And like you, I'm eager to see how big it gets. So every morning, I get a lawn chair and sit out there as this encroaching abyss comes ever closer to me. And I enjoy just staring into this thing, into that dampness, into the darkness that seems to go on forever and is always spreading. And I can identify my own deep sense of uh, disconnection and uh, uh, not belonging anywhere and real sadness. And I just, it's like an underground creek, you know, informing every interaction that I've had my whole entire life, just that sad, sad darkness. And whenever I look at an uh, item of natural wonder such as this, I always think to myself, yeah, but what can it do for me? And so here I am looking at this pile of rocks, and it occurs to me, Dale, sell some rocks. <laughs> Flash forward to today, and here we are. It's so great. And, uh, you know, we're going to be sharing a lot of gems with you tonight, some that you can hear, some that you can see, and some that you will feel. And uh, I hope that you enjoy all of them. Now, uh, over here, by some uh, problematic paintings of wolves and concerned-looking indigenous peoples, is uh, one, of my, one of my favorite stones, uh, the ametrine. Now, this is also known as, that's right, the composer's stone. 
<laughs> I guess we have some uh, crystal scholars <laughs> out there tonight. Now, the composer's stone is known for energizing and amplifying the creative spirit and uh, really is known for an association with music, which makes me think of my first guest here that's going to help us open up the doors to the world of gems. Uh, please welcome Bay Area musician Zelma Stone. Zelma. Well, there you are. Nice to see you. You can go over to your uh, place there. Don't let me stand in the way, although I was literally standing in the way. How are you doing? I'm doing well. That's great. Yeah. And uh, you've got a new album coming out, I gather. I do on um, April 17th. So it's a couple months away. We got a little time. We got a little time. A little time, but this will really seed it. You, you be watch a the buzz nice is month. building. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, well, listen, it would be great if you could uh, uh, play a, play a tune for us. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love All to. right. Well, I think I'll let you do that, ladies and gentlemen. Zelma Stone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Give my heart some loving So I can give my heart some loving Maybe it'll keep my mind from judging And hold these arms too tight There's really no good reason For you to leave so soon Though I've managed each season Been forced to shed in bloom What if I came back Will you hold me like you did back Tell me all my biggest fan Will you want me? Here he comes again Right back in dreamland With my hands waving high He seems to pass on right but it keeps pouring from my head Collecting a hole on my bed So I lay on what's been done And hope to wake up to more
arms again Back in Thank you. Thanks so much. Wonderful. Thank you, Zelma Stone. That was fantastic. Like a sound bath, yes. wasn't it? Have you ever <laughs> been to one of those? Yeah, I've it's, actually held yeah, them. Before. Yeah. <laughs> I've held sound baths before. Yeah. yeah. The water is music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 95 bucks, you can lie on the floor. Uh, that's terrific. Can you, can you stay with us? Can you stay with us? Okay, good. Because. You're already here. Uh, now, this is, uh, this is great. I got some uh, bundles of sage unloaded there, and that was terrific. Uh, my next performer here that's going to help us out, uh, she really reminds me of a, a shiny and multifaceted stone such as the pyrite. And she hails from a place that's a little bit known for being built on a foundation of fool's gold, which is another name for pyrite. Anyhow, please welcome Phoebe Bottoms out here. Phoebe. Oh. How are you? Good. Let me do one thing, which is to get this. Well, peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. Look at this. Well, I never know how many people are going to show up at the grand openings of uh, Crystal Shop. So I, <laughs> I have mic stationed throughout the place. Uh, uh, Phoebe, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. I, uh, I just discovered liquid death. Yeah. Backstage, and now I have a new personality. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> it, we, we should, can we say what that is? Uh, that is water. Oh yeah, th is this not all people drink in San Francisco? I mean, it could be. This is water. Do you guys know what this is? Oh boy, well, cutting yeah. edge. Hi, I'm now a brand sponsor. <laughs> this it's, is Liquid Death. It's, cool it's water. canned water, yeah. and it's it looks like Ed Hardy canned his sweat up and was like, I don't know, they'll drink it. We don't have any water left in the world. So anyway, I got a sticker from a box. Yeah. No, I feel you like really I've went for it. I really, Gosh, I'm easily impressionable. We love, we love the canned water. Um, now, uh, I, ha I have to run to the back and do a little bit of inventory. But uh, are you able, to, you able to be out here? Yeah, can I you entertain some folks? I think I can give I can give them a bit of entertainment. Okay, I mean you're already on a good you're already on a great start with the canned water thing. I so have just keep that and then just keep building. It's my niche. Yeah, I okay. have a very specific demographic. Okay, all right, I'll be back in a little bit. Get up, Phoebe Bottoms. Thank everybody. you, everybody. All right. So I have. I okay. Look, I can jaw at you about this water for I don't know forty five minutes. Or I have a friend who I brought with who's preparing some material for her one-woman show. Would you rather see that than your... All right. One, <laughs> one disembodied clap. One moment, please. I'll be right back. Can you play, like, a little thing for a uh, second yeah, sure. just so I don't look like a jackass? Or like <laughs> I didn't want to come back, it's so good. Yeah. 
You're a fantastic musician. Thank you. It's very fun. In the wings. Yeah, right? <laughs> Being in the wings, like we're in a like high school opening <laughs> night of a theater, and yeah. it's like that girl you have a crush on playing guitar on stage. <laughs> it's very romantic, this whole experience. Anyway, <laughs> this is, uh, is Greeby. And she wrote her own vagina monologue. <laughs> My vagina is a beak. It is hard and sharp. Chirping one moment. Chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. And the next, thrashing the body of a dead baby vole against the trunk of a mighty gum tree. So it will be easier to eat. I'm like an octopus. An octopus's body is fully soft and shapeless. The only restrictive part is its beak, which is hard and firm. If not for an octopus's beak, it could fit into little bottles on the ocean floor. If not for my beak, I could receive equal pay <laughs> and, be, and be allowed in the men's only sauna at the local YMCA. My vagina is a flower. It has soft, delicate petals and is often full of bees. <laughs> it is what I give to the person I love when I've done something I'm ashamed of. <sighs> My vagina is a pyramid, a complex architectural masterpiece slaved over by Jewish men for centuries. It is impossible to navigate and full of secrets. My vagina is a hamster. It is small and furry and often sick. <laughs> My vagina is a pinata. It is stuffed to the brim with little treats that are sought after and will one day be destroyed by children. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate having me. Where did my violent water go? Murder your thirst, though. What an obscene, what an obscene slogan. I like a water that meets thirst in, like, a bar, and then you find it, you find the thirst in its trunk somewhere flying down I-70, like, three weeks later. It's morbid. I, I'm done with the puppet, I think. I don't have anything else to talk about besides this. I love learning about women. Yeah, it's... Especially through puppets. It's ideal for me. I feel like that's how most people effectively learn about women. <laughs> yes. Is through, like, a doll or a sock puppet of some sort. Yes. Phoebe... Yeah. That was great. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, running the store, opening the store has been a little stressful uh, for me. Now, when I come down to see you in L.A., we often go for our hikes. We go Don't for go up to Runyon Canyon. Long hikes. Long hikes. And now we're going to bring some cans of this with it. Probably bring a six-pack with us. Uh, and it's deceptively light. <laughs> yes, it is. And we're just, we're, we, we love to do it. But, uh, you know, I thought what we need right now, because I'm so amped up, is uh, maybe do a little medi. 
Do you mind doing a little meditation? I would love to do that. Okay, maybe we can all do this. We can do a group meditation, everyone. Uh, that would be wonderful. We can all close our eyes and take a nice deep breath. There it is. And Zelma, if you're so moved, uh, chime in, but uh, lightly. Uh, all right. Now, uh, your eyes closed, breathing, and listen to the sound of my voice, my relaxing, relaxing voice. As we go on a journey, where are we now? Oh, yes, standing on the edge of a beautiful rocky cliff. Oh, it's California. The wind is whipping through the tall grasses. The Pacific stands mightily out there. A few white caps starting. You didn't think it would be quite this windy, come to think of it. Yes, it's thrashing about now, whipping through your hair. There it is hair in the face but we got it you're okay now you're okay you can feel the warmth of the sun beating down on you and your fair fair skin oh you really should have packed some sunscreen this could be a problem Mm, let's go back to the car Let's just head down the little path that we started up, rocky, rocky that it is. These shoes aren't as comfortable as you thought they'd be. Ah, is that a rattlesnake? Step lively, step lively as we reach the car. It's warm in here. Close the doors. Thunk, thunk. Keep breathing, keep breathing. As we set off down towards the Walgreens we passed coming in, they probably will have sunscreen there. Down there at the base of the trail, they always have it there to help out a weary trail seeker and walker and hiker so let's get in that car and drive down these windy windy roads down there towards the oh there's the walgreens we're passing it no that's okay we'll just make a three-point turn honk didn't see the truck there did we didn't see the big truck it's okay as we race into and to a stop and the Walgreens parking lot. Get out, chunk, chunk, the door's open. There's that familiar weird smell. And uh, let's see, oh, umbrellas, that might be a good thing to pick up. As long as we're here, we don't know if the weather could change or not. There's microclimates here in California. And so, oh, there's some bugles. You know, I don't see those in my Walgreens at home. We'll put that. I should have gotten a basket. Perhaps get a nice iced tea in over there. Ah, yes, here we are at the sunscreen station. You know, you never thought of yourself as a banana boat kind of person, but that's what they have on sale and you're desperate. So let's get some of that loaded up. And, uh, ah, yes, let's go over to the line. Why is there a line in such a remote Walgreens? There's always a line at Walgreens. And so there we are standing. Maybe we pick up a pack of those Reese's peanut butter cups because you could deserve a little treat after all the work you've been doing. So pick up that Reese's peanut butter cup and you know what? You're a little peckish. You open it up, tear into that, and just fit the entire Reese's peanut butter cup in your mouth and start to chew. It's okay. You're in line. You can pay for it later and start chewing it and then get you very you know you should have taken a sip of tea because boy that peanut butter is really catching a bear in the back of your mouth and it's real <coughs> oh that's a <laughs> you can't quite catch your breath and then you're falling uh, to the ground you drop the umbrella and the sunscreen and the bugles and you're there gasping for air for some help and you think to yourself no this is not the way it's supposed to end not here not now at a Walgreens and we're centered 
feels good, doesn't it? It's just, it's like, yeah. Total body relaxation. I mean, it, it's like you, you took a Wednesday and you just turned it into something that I could reflect on spiritually and physically and emotionally. Um, That's my aim. And I did, you know, and within that version of what you've offered me and all of us, like we don't have to pay for the the candy, which is <laughs> no, a spectacularly <laughs> centering, calming <laughs> sensation. I do find it relaxing. I well, really, I am going to carry that forth with me. Please do. In my journeys. And please now do. I don't want this water anymore. I'm so calm. You got water of the I mind now. I got it. That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Treat. Phoebe Thank Bottoms, you so everybody. Good night, everybody. That's wonderful. So great. Now that I'm feeling a little bit better, I happen to notice this pile of, and I notice you noticing it too, this pile of great stones we have over here. Of course, they're one of the most clarifying stones that we have in the shop. It's just a, a pile of one of the most, uh, you know, stable and standard uh, of all the crystal shops you go into, the quartz, the clear quartz. And uh, it made me think of our next guest because uh, he too offers a clarifying picture of the world. Perhaps you've seen him on the Late Late Show with James Corden or maybe uh, at some of the other great festivals festivals that are around, S of Sketchfest, sure, but some of the other festivals, but we don't need to name them all right now. Please welcome Andrew Rolfo, everybody. Yo, what's going on? Y'all enjoying the show? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You sound good. I hope you feel well. Uh, have you, I have just skipped that. Are you, have you seen me before? Are you... Familiar with my work? I am the lady from the Shen Yun billboards. Um, <laughs> hope y'all feeling well, though. Uh, I feel pretty good. I've been hanging out uh, a lot with my dad, and he just bought those transition glasses. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, if you don't know, those are the la those are the, glen uh, the, the glasses where the lenses will actually change so people don't have sex with you. And... <laughs> And those glasses are ridiculous to me. Like, I don't know if anybody in this room has them. If you do, uh, don't tell me. I don't respect you, you know? Are those them? Look into this light right now. No, I'm just kidding. I actually take that back. If you, if you have those glasses, I actually would like you to let me know that you're wearing them before you start talking to me. And that's only because when I was talking to my dad, they changed mid-conversation. And I had never felt so disrespected in my life, you know? <laughs> And that's because when we were talking, we were going from inside to outside, and then they start to get dark, so I, like, sped up my sentence because I felt like I was running out of time, you know? That's weird. My man's literally threw shade at me. That's weird. But that's, uh, that's just my dad. He's just, like, a real goofy-ass dad. You know what I'm talking about? You all got goofy dads in here? Hell, yeah. My dad's real goofy, though. Like, he's so goofy that he voted for Trump. That's who he is, yeah. Which is so crazy to me, only because I had no idea that he was even a citizen in this country. So, um, good for him, actually, you know? Get it. It is kind of wild because he really does love Trump, which is like whatever to me now, but I finally understand it, like I get it now. And it's because Trump and my dad are very similar, you know? They're almost the same. And that's because Trump gives off very, like, immigrant vibes, right? And I'm not saying, like, it's the way he looks, but when he talks, you're like, okay, he just got here. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. I get it now. My dad also has trouble with verbs. Uh, <laughs> but I'm hanging out with my dad a lot. Uh, and I think it's because we're, like, trying to make up for lost time or whatever. My parents aren't together. Anybody else grow up in a single-parent household? You? It was your fault. And... <laughs> Uh, no, 
My parents split up when I was like 12, and then when I was like 15, I found out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for a good while, I had no idea. Just one day, I went up to my mom. I was like, yo, where's your dad been at? And she looks at me like, oof, I knew I forgot something. Uh, <laughs> I have a sister, and neither of us knew that he was gone. This is true. And it's because when we were growing up, he didn't hang out with us at all, and he was gone all the time already. So there was no real, like, emotional attachment to him. Does that make any sense? So it's kind of like this. It's kind of like, you know when you're at, like, a party or whatever, and you're in a, a conversation with, like, two other people? And those two people are, like, really engaged in the conversation, and you're not really contributing, so you kind of just slowly walk out the conversation <laughs> and then start a new family. You ever do that? Um, <laughs> real fun. Big fun. But, but to be honest, though, we have a real good relationship, and I'm not saying there's, like, a good way to, like, leave your family, but if you want, maybe just, like, fade out, you know? Uh, we talk a lot still. You know, he's, uh, he's, he told me he just got a new job. He's currently a middle school bus driver, which is, that's, okay, that's so silly to me because it's like, okay, you wouldn't drive this kid to school, but now you won't drive everybody's kid to school. That's pretty fire, you know. But uh, I've set this goal for myself this year. I, I, unlike my dad, I'm trying to be more, like, aware of uh, injustice in society. You know, I've been trying to be more woke is what I'm trying to say, you know, because I feel that people respect you more when you say shit like that. So... <laughs> I'm trying to be more woke. So what I've been doing is I've been watching uh, all the movies like Get Out, right? But I've been trying to be even more woke, and I'd be watching that shit in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> you know, just trying to do my part. Like I have a, I have a, a white girlfriend. You know, I did it for the culture. You know, because I saw. Uh, white women calling the cops on brown people, and I was like, okay, I get one. I just keep one off the streets. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I help out my community. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do think I'm a progressive dude, or at least I try to be. Uh, I, and it's because I think it's because I grew up here uh, in the Bay Area. Anybody else grow up out here? It's the best. You know, I love it. Uh, known to be one of the more progressive places. I, I do feel like we may have gotten a little bit too. Progressive, you know, like, I don't feel like our dogs should vote, but it feels like that's where we're going, you know? <laughs> and as progressive as we are, we do have, like, this weird racism here that's just, like, silly. It's, like, sometimes it's, like, slick to where you won't catch it. Like, Bay Area racism is someone will say some racist to you and you won't even know it's racist until you're, like, ten blocks away. Does that make any sense? Like I say that because uh, I was I was walking home uh, one one night and uh, an older white lady comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, I love your heaven handle." And I was like, "Oh wow, that sounds cool. Thank you so much." But I actually don't know what that is. And then she goes, "Oh, it's your hair. It's uh, when you go to heaven, Buddha has something to pick you up with." <laughs> and it wasn't until I got home till I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck did that bitch say? Excuse me? I don't like that." You know. We have a lot of earthquakes out here. <laughs> Do we all know what the Richter scale is? Okay, okay good. Okay, good. Because I've been thinking about it. I think it's crazy that the way we measure earthquake magnitude can also be applied to uh, dick size. Yeah. So you get it. Think about it. So you're working with like a 3.5. You're like, did you feel that shit? Nah, nobody felt that. What? Gross. <laughs> 5.5 to like 6, you can handle that. Yeah, that comes around like the most often. And to be honest, my... Be the best one. Lady, shut up. Don't say anything, please. Uh, <laughs> 6.5 to like 7. Now you're like, whoa, that was wild. That was wild. We could probably go through that again, but maybe we should be more prepared next time. 
and then anything above an A, anything above an A, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> everything is ruined. Everything is ruined. <laughs> and my dog's dead. What? Why is that? So that's been my favorite joke to tell as like, only because like I can see where the dudes are at in the joke when I look at you and tell it. That's the best part. Because a lot of y'all look sad at three and a half. But uh, none of y'all paying attention. But I ate this one, this dude, elbowed his girl. Like, that's me, baby. That's me. All right, but that's my time. Thank you so much. This has been a fun show. Let's bring up. Hey. Thank you very much, Andrew. No, you're all good. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. I'd like to get a top knot. That's really fantastic. But I don't have the capacity to do such a thing. <laughs> it's not looking good for me in the top knot uh, department. <clears throat> oh, golly. Let's do this. You all right with this? It's going to be high. Sometimes you see that and you're like, nope. I'd like the one that's lower. Um, okay, we'll figure this out. It's just running, running a shop, okay? That's what it's like. I'm a business person. I'm thinking of every angle. Will my customers be comfortable? Ah. Oh, Gosh. Now, uh, if some of you may have gone through uh, some difficult time. Let's face it. You've all gone through some difficult times. Maybe you lost a houseplant or something. Um, <laughs> and we have, though, we have some succulents over here that I'd be happy to show you a, a, a lot about. Um, but when you're going through stuff, there's a great stone for that. <laughs> it's a morganite. And uh, I keep some of these in my... Um, the glove compartment and just have them as snacks if I get real down. But they're a terrific stone, and uh, a lot of times they're, they're good for um, uh, accessing, you know, feminine energy. They're good for, for healing, of course, and for um, getting through tough times, as I said. They also make a lot of rings out of them, which made me think of uh, a person who uh, we're going to bring out here now. Uh, she's somebody that maybe you've seen on Insatiable or Shameless uh, or Mad TV. She's had... Uh, host of a popular podcast, what's that like? Uh, all about The Bachelor, called Will You Accept This Rose? Arden Marine is here, ladies and gentlemen. Arden, here, I'll give you this mic. Hi, everybody. Come on, this is a great crush. Sunday I'll night, late night, one. these are diehards. I know, sports. Come to your, Chris, your crystal opening. This is thrilling. I'll be, I'll be back with my own stool. Hold on. Okay, great. I love it. I like a high stool Sunday night talk to to get things going. Yep. I love I'm, your necklace. Thank you. It's an amulet. <laughs> I feel like if I stare at it deeply, it's either going to like put a hex on me or it's going to grant me wishes or it's going to tell the future. Yes. All of those things could happen. Great. I can't wait. Yes. Let's hope it's a good one. How is this? It feels awkward. It's but not I like my it. natural no, state. No, I have a very tall torso. <laughs> like honest. I'm all torso. And so it's like putting a corgi, like bringing her to like the state fair to see if she's going to sell. It's I don't know. I've got, a, I've got a pom-pom hat. I've got earrings on from another outfit. Wow. It's yeah. All I, it's terrific. You got, oh, don't fall backwards. I don't know how to sit on a stool. Great. No, I, have, I don't know how the leg span. Who this. made this? These stools, yeah, I don't have Who the thought ins- this was a good idea? I don't have an inseam for this. <laughs> no, definitely. You feel very far from me. Can I scooch closer? Oh, absolutely. Great. I want to talk to you about the spirit world. Okay, yeah. Because right. I feel I feel that you uh, being, I feel like you are connected to all these things. Yes. 
truth time, as a child, I pushed the Ouija around a lot. And I okay. was like, okay, this is bullshit. And then in college, my friend got one. And it turned, I, I'm not even kidding. I think I am the, like, the channel to the portal of hell. <laughs> It started flying around and like spelling out like murder things and like yeah. we just left it in the basement. But like I think I'm like a like a connector to bad things. Talk to me, Dale. Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> what do I do about that? I just left quite, it there. Like, should I have closed it? A, it's still there in the basement of some I, as house. As far as I know, in Colorado Springs, somewhere in some basement. Mm, yeah, it's not good. That's not good. And that's at like all. a vortex place. That is a vortex yeah. place. Yeah. And uh, well, we uh, do you know the people. <laughs> You Who's know the people that live there? No, no. I got the college. You know why? Because there's no one that can live there anymore. Because my spirits are gone. Yeah, over they took it. They opened up the portal in the basement. They're gone now. Oh my God! My spirits like the equivalent of like the Yellow King in True Detective. That's right. <laughs> Great. I saw that. That was spooky. He was a mouth breather. Was he? I felt like it. I felt like before he like tied you up in his like in his. Because he had he because he built he lived in the center of like a like a labyrinth, right? Yeah. And then but he listen, had real if you, you don't want to live like adjacent to a labyrinth. No, God no. If no. you're going to live near one, live in the center of it. Live in the center of it, where yeah. the bull lives. Yeah, I mean, you have somebody to talk to. Great. Because getting groceries on those days are hard. Now, I just want to say, your way back. And, I, and I'm not, like, look, we're all heroes here, everybody here. Every person in this room is a hero. I yep. got this. Up there in the balcony. American heroes, right here. Like, we are treasures. I, I... I'm very grateful to be at. I love doing Sketch Fest. Yeah. This was my fourth show today. And they're like, do you want to go at 1030 to go to this talk show? And then I Googled you, sir. And I oh, yeah. all I saw was this. And I was like, I know I need to go to bed. And I have an early flight. Clearly, crazy see crazy. And I'm, yeah. I got to come see what this is. Well. Not I, disappointed. Loving it. Yeah. Lo- like, right? Like, what is this? Yeah. Also. <laughs> Backstage, I'm no talent scout. I have no musical talent. I'm like, why not you? Why Lana Del Rey? Let's have it be you. <laughs> so great, right? That's yeah, talent. Terrific. Nothing against Lana Del Rey. She's dating a cop. <laughs> She's I, dating that cop on oh, that yeah, cop that's show. Right. You know, I always just wish her well. Me too. I know. I do. Blessings. Hashtag yes. blessed distress. So, blessed distress. Well, one thing I'm excited about now after this show is that there's going to be so many pictures of me on this stool. Oh, God. This, really is, this is how I get all my headshot taken. Flood the, crotch first, the Google search. Crotch first. In a, this is it. This is my best angle. This is how I do all my auditions. I go yeah. in. I'm like, I request a high stool. <laughs> I bring BYOHS, and I go in, and I'm like... It's a mom who's down to earth. Who says, it's always like a mom who's got like carpool duty. Like, and she's like, honey, you're a kid too. And I just wear this outfit and I come in and I'm like, tell me when the fitting is. Never book it. <laughs> well, Arden, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Please, uh, was because your name sounds like a conjuring of a spell. Oh, my God. Thank you. It sounds, and I don't know if it would be in Welsh, uh, perhaps Swedish. Yeah, Swedish. 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 Yeah. Arden Marine, just it sounds like you're it's gonna Swedish. you're gonna get into something. Oh, yeah. my middle name is Van Amridge. Oh, see, it just gets deeper. My brother's named after a Visigoth. Well, see, this is what I like, and so you fit into my worldview, and I really appreciate that. And I, as I understand it, did you uh, did you grow up in uh, Rhode Island? Little Compton, Rhode Island. Yeah, I'm from Little Compton. 
How about that? I, I've spent some time. Yeah, let's hear it for Little Compton. Thank you. Little Compton, you love it? It the often tiny, doesn't the get the applause Compton, the that it deserves. Tiny Little Compton is adorable. Uh, I've spent some formative time in Rhode Island. Where? Uh, in Providence, did right you, there. Did you uh, go to RISD? Uh, you know, I, went, I did some mold making there in the continuing education program. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, and I uh, learned a lot. And did you loved really? a lot. Did you really? I did. Great. Um, it's a wonderful place. I just picture you. Just, uh, so gr- uh, may I be blue? Uh, you may be, yes. I just picture you just somehow, for whatever reason, I don't know why, like making molds of dicks and then making artwork with like blue and pink, but like some pretty thing that it's like, you don't know it at first. Like at first it looks like a rabbit and then you get closer yeah. and you're like, oh, like it's like one of those dot paintings that you're like, those are all dots. So it'll just be like made completely of molded dicks. <laughs> right? Didn't you all yeah. picture that when you said that? We all pictured it. Nailed she it. did. She did. Nailed it. I did, right? You, we all, you hear mold making, it's like, it's of dicks. Great. What did yeah. you mold? Well, you know, I, I, I didn't do the, that part of it. I didn't do the shaft. Uh, right. I did. I did uh, more of a like you know, the, of, of, the, of the of the chode. of the fellas. Great, the yeah. Mary Kate Nash. Here's the problem with that: is when you're trying to pull off the mold. Sure. I didn't have quite the right release that I needed to have on there. Sure. Wasn't expecting to talk about this. Great. But then. Uh, <laughs> Great. Is there you a know, full mold stool stock? Is there like a mold? I, 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 yes, that's what's making this stool even more uncomfortable. <laughs> is that? Can I say I'm not disappointed but that did I you, showed up? Did you? Um, th- I'm not either. I love it. Did you? Did you grow up near the sea? Is Little Compton near the sea? Sure. Yeah. Oh, it's like a peninsula. My best friend's dad was Mac the f- lobsterman. 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 Yeah. We have lobstermen. And did, were you ever tempted to be like a lighthouse keeper? Yes. Yeah. Still. Um, very much so. Yeah. I feel like this career's uh, I've got like two good weeks left in me, and then it's all going to shit, and then I'm going to go, me and like a seagull yeah. are going to go, oh, yeah. It, I would, I mean, I get night terrors, so I get scared. At, if I was alone in the lighthouse, I'd yeah. be scared at it, but we have a very, this con at Harbor has a beautiful lighthouse, yeah. and yeah. I can't wait to live in it starting in February. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I want to like call it a merman. Yeah. I feel like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're like the lady like keeper. It's like, and then a merman showed up and he had like a thick Massachusetts accent. Yeah. <laughs> Very long tail. <laughs> like an amulet. And you just know. Yeah. Won't go near the chowder though. <laughs> no, won't go near the chowder. No. no. Offended by that. Yeah. That's going to be a tough night. That's, <laughs> that is going to be like a, it's going to be like a ma'am, ma'am, read the room. <laughs> yeah. Read yeah. the room. I'm a merman yeah. and you're feeding me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like Aunt Sally. You I assume he me. would talk like that. Uncool. Yeah. Merlips. Merlips. The merlips. Probably what, what attracted you, you to him in the boy, first the place. That's a merman bad boy. Every girl. Who didn't fall for a hot merman that you shouldn't have fallen for? Come on, round of applause. <laughs> Thank you. They get it. They see me. <laughs> yeah. I like the merman that you are supposed to fall for. I know. It's yeah. like the night it's like the yep. next Colin Firth merman and they're like, Don't go for the bad boy merman, like the Harry Styles is gonna break your heart. There's a big age spread in my mermans. It's either a boy or like a sixty year old, very nice British merman. Oh. <laughs> Swam across the pond. Swam did he? across the pond. It's like I loved your work in the New Hampshire State Lottery commercial. <laughs> I had to swim and find you. Let's just eat chatter together and Dell's frozen lemonade and uh. call it a day. Classic Rhode Island. I killed, that would kill in Rhode Island. This, the, the numbers. Kill. Dell's. Co- coffee milk? Don't kid yourself. No, delicious. 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 Portuguese breads. Oh my God, bolos levitos rolls. Are you kidding me? Please. How's your mother? We could go on. 
Now, uh, uh, I, I could ask you some questions about Insatiable and Great. Shameless. Sure. But I have not watched those programs. Great. Sounds um, good. I did watch the Mad TV show, though. Okay. Now, that's going back a little bit. That's fine. But I wanted to ask you about that show because yep. people are interested in sketch comedy in sure. San Francisco. Okay. Um, did you, had you had sketch experience before you got there? No, and I was very – I well, my friend and I did a two-person sketch. And my friend Rob Reines and I did the Robin Arden show. And, uh, and uh, it's funny. I don't know if guys do this as much, and maybe this is just me, but, like, I had done a lot of improv. And I remember every summer – like I was on Mad TV the last four years. Every yeah. s- I was so insecure that I wasn't like a groundling or a Second City person, but like I got the job, <laughs> you know. Like like, and I'd written like I performed enough, but I felt somehow because I didn't have that, I would go every summer and go do like the writing lab classes at Groundlings, like, and at a certain p- like like three years in a row, and it's like, lady, just trust yourself. You know what I mean? It yes. was like it was an interesting thing of like, why don't like. Clearly, like you're, they haven't fired you. You got the job, like, like, and it was a like, just go have a good time, and like, maybe this path is enough. That I wanted it. To, I wanted to get like the paper degree that is like you're the doctor of sketch. Yeah, and, like, and yeah. it was an interesting thing that I did not come from that. Yeah, well, we, I think we always kind of feel that way. Yeah, like, the oh, fraud gosh. factor. You're yeah, like, that imposter like business. Improv. Yeah. Am I really who I say I am? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I like that about you. It affects all of us. I love it. Uh, uh, and that show was kind of an underdog for a while. Yeah. But so many great people came out of there. Oh, You've my God. worked with a, no- a lot of them. Yeah. I yeah. was on with Key and Peele. And yeah. now, like, Ike Barinholtz is killing it. It's time for yeah. the ladies to become another. What the ladies used to become? Well, come on. Yes. Oh, I'm Let's all, go. all for it. No, I always say it was, like, as difficult. It was, like, a wonderful job. It was magical. But it was, like, as hard as SNL with none of the Vanity Fair covers. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, the same job. It's, like, it's a tough job. Because if you're on a sitcom, it's like, okay, you play Brian, I play Karen, and like that's what you do, and like you're not competing against like your parts are hand, you don't have a, a, a say in the fate, but like each week you had to sort of pitch things or write things, and then you know, you're there's you know, there's certain recurring characters that always had things, or you might have a celebrity on, so there's like three spots left for everybody else, and we'd read like 60 sketches. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you, and as I said, you've worked with not a lot of people yeah. that were from there and gone on to But now you have this new thing with, with The Bachelor. Yeah. This yeah. Uh, podcast. Very classy. Very classy. A, a very political heart. It's like NPR, but for The Bachelor world. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's needed. It's what's needed. What's needed. It's the dumbest thing I do, and it's my favorite. It's just true. It's so stupid. I, I've never watched The Bachelor before, like four years ago, and then I, I just watch. I, tr- I I don't hate watch it. I love it, but it's like I I don't play sports, obviously, and it's like in my mind, it's like it's like my team. I'm like, who's going to nationals? Like, who's going to real? Who's going to go to win to the state championship? Yeah. Who's going to get boned in a hot tub? All the Laurens, usually a Hannah. La- Laurens too. Usually a yeah. Lauren. Usually, if you're a Lauren, you might get boned boned in a ha- hot tub. Usually. Well, uh, that's what I was going to ask, because that whole show, I haven't watched in a little while. Sure. But, but that whole show is where uh, young people compete to have sexual congress in a yeah. hot tub. Yeah, they're hairless, young, f- potential future influencers. Hairless. Hair, they're all, the they're, they're like eels. The they're, like eel, they're like eels. They are all like, they're all like waxed, men and women. Yeah. 
and they go and they go compete to have sexual relations. The hot tub part comes really more in like Bachelor in Paradise. You can freely have make love, oh. make love. As you do yeah. in, in Sayulita, Mexico, with other bodybuilders or Pilates instructors. And, and then, so at first, like, the <laughs> yeah. big thing, but it was like the big part, ooh, that's what is I'm that talking what it is? about. That's what I'm talking Let me about. Hook my heel. That feels right. I feel like this is like an album cover for us. Like, they met when, like, he was a professor. And then it's like, she didn't expect to fall in love, but she did. Side note, I just had a flashback, and it's the grossest story ever. Do you guys want to hear something so disgusting? Yes. Okay, so wow. I had a, I had a really you. dirty, I had a really dirty, <laughs> I just touched your thigh. I'm so I'll sorry. I'll allow I it. Didn't get I'll allow it. Thank you. I'll allow it. I did that. Tell HR I didn't mean to, and I will ask. May, yeah. may I lean on your, th- it's more for like a balance situation. It's like a lever. But um, so... Paget Brewster, who is on Criminal Minds and she does my podcast, we we yeah. figured out we went to the same high school at different times. Hmm. Our high school teacher was such a perv that he would like like they he would bring in like a local man to do like the nude body. Like he would like bring in like a local guy would bike in, get naked, and like fourteen year olds would draw draw him and the life thing. And he would give shoulder massages. She said, "This is so gross." Plug your ears if you don't want to hear something gross. She said that when she was taking a class. The man, without his hands, ejaculated during the class, and then the, t- the teacher said, nothing to see here. It's perfectly natural. Keep drawing students. Can you imagine if that happened in 2020? <laughs> How disgusting that's, is that? That's I heard that last week. I was like, wait, what? Wait, just standing there thinking, like, that's right. You're drawing me. You're drawing me, and I'm an adult man that they found that just was willing to bike over and take my clothes off, and they would bring him back. That happened. It wasn't like 1938. That happened recently. And like, that was okay. Think about how woke the world is now. You know, parents are calling in. Can you imagine that? How did that happen? I'm so sorry to that's okay. make it that's, so blue, that's okay. but that's why it's good that we've cleaned up our act as a society. Well, yes, and as someone that did attend art school in some capacity, it's so difficult to draw that. <laughs> it's just not not very courteous, you not know. Not courteous. Not really doing the job. No. Uh, no. I mean, that also makes like has he just been standing there, just like rock hard in front of like 13 year olds for like 45 minutes, probably. It, it raises a lot of questions. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel like you invited me like a gentleman on your podcast. And here I come like a gutter rat, leaning, leaning Listen. like a grody little gutter, like lighthouse merman stealer. Arden, I could think of no better way <laughs> to celebrate the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> so this is how... This is how it was always meant to be. This is this when I was born. It was imprinted on me that this is how we would jointly celebrate this year. Yes. The, yes. In the roaring 20s. <laughs> yes. Well, let me ask you this. Yes, sir. Uh, 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 you're married. I'm married. Sometimes that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> uh, but uh, do you have any relationship advice for people? I do. Yeah. I actually have three things. Okay, let's hear them. 10 p.m. rule. Don't bring anything up about the relationship after 10 p.m. Things do get less crazy after 10. Just just don't talk about it. Watch like the Great British Bake Off and calm it down till the You're morning. You're talking about the, your partner, not me. 
No, anybody, okay. anybody, okay. anybody, like in general. Don't like go pick a fight at 10 p.m. I'm yes, not a fighter I see, in I see. I thought so you meant like, don't bring up relationship questions in an interview show oh, after God, 10 no, p.m. Oh, God, no, no. No, okay. we're really, we're okay. no, no, no. We're on the same page. In general, That's like don't go pick, don't yep. be like, do you really like me, Brian? Like, no. Yeah. 10 p.m. Yeah. or later, keep it light. Yep, got it. <laughs> Number two. When you first start dating, when it's hot and fast, and you're like, if you really like them, only hang out like two or three times a week because you're gonna just like, you're gonna act out the same shit you do with every person you ever dated. Yes. And then it's like, if it's the right person you have forever, if you throw out your whole life of why they liked you to begin with, and then they're it, it's like, Honey, like, life is too long. You're the problem, not them. Like, no relationship is going... You don't get a free pass from yourself. No. Number three. Number three. Don't cheat on each other. <laughs> like, unless that's cool. And unless you're like, we're open, we're cool. But, like, just be cool. Like, just picture, like, would I behave this way if my person was in... The audience and the answer, sadly for this guy, he picked crazy. Yeah, I would. I would, and I have for years. I have for years. Uh, this is who I am, and well, he picked it. Well, uh, I'm so glad that that's who you are, and I'm God happy to celebrate you. that. And uh, this is great that you've been able to join us. This if you is guys, really helpful. I'm just going to plug one thing. Absolutely. I'll be at the Sakana Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Food. All right. Just send. Just like send like a seagull with like a um, fucking grinder from like D'Angelo's. I like a meatball stuff. I like a I like a Philly cheesesteak. You yeah. can send me a frozen lemonade, and then I like like some coffee ice cream with some like 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 caramel sauce on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll get it out to and you. And then maybe send me like an Us Weekly just so I know who won the Bachelor. That's it. Done. God, Done. I really feel like I really feel like starting the year off like I feel seen and connected. We've really had a journey. Do you, I consider I, I you my friend way. now. Now we're friends. I don't think I'm the gateway to the portal of hell as much anymore. You see there? We healed something tonight. Arden Marine, everybody. The light in me salutes the light in so me. So wonderful. I see you. <laughs> and I you. Salute you. Wonderful. Arden Marine. Okay, that's enough of this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, um, I, feel, I feel better about everything. Um, friends, such a big part of uh, participating in uh, wellness uh, is, is eating right and being healthy when the choices that you make. Now, I love an ancient grain bowl dusted with matcha as much as the next person. But every now and again, I like to... Treat myself to a fancy restaurant. Go out and enjoy the spoils of capitalism and some very damaging uh, meat processing uh, processes. Uh, and so I like to go out to the restaurant. And, you know, I thought I would invite some folks that have some experience in talking about healthy eating and eating in general. Uh, you know them because you love them because they've been around forever. Casper uh, Hauser is here, ladies and gentlemen. Now, do we need to bring a thing for you? Do you get the chair? This is uh, Rob and uh, James. That's right. You guys are the twins? Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. Now, I just have to run, run to the back and move some boxes around. Um, can I give you this? Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Yes, thank you. 
You are ready to order? I am, but I have a question about something on the menu. What is spicy pony head? Uh, it is a pony head, but spicy. Uh, uh, imagine a pony without the body. No, I, I know what a pony head is. Uh, spicy is make your, your mouth on uh, fire. Okay. I know what spicy is too. It's just that when I see a pack animal on the menu. Uh, it is a lot of food. Eh? We have also a demi pony head. This is a one half uh, pony head. Okay. <laughs> I don't want a demi pony head. I don't want. Any pony head, actually. I try not to eat things that I would ride at the fair. So if it's so, you would not eat uh, a monkey. No, I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't. Ri- okay, you know what? Touche. I'm I'm in a bit of a rush. Um, if you wouldn't mind, just give me the the flank steak, medium rare, side salad, blue cheese. Uh, spicy pony head, flank steak, uh, salad, blue cheese. Wait, wait a second. W- what did you just say? Cheese. Before that. Blue. You said spicy pony head. Are all your steaks like pony head meat or something? It's not all of the steaks, huh? It just depends what the fisherman brings. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is like a this is a seafood, like a, a pony fish or a, a sea horse. A or pony something. is not a, a, a seahorse. A, a pony is it's a big uh, it's a big beautiful baby with a long silky tail. Chop the head off in the spice. It's a pony. Head. Yeah, a pony, uh, a pony uh, as you see in a field, huh? <laughs> a pony, uh, making love to your wife, a pony. No, 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 you know what, I'm sorry I asked. If, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, just give me the, uh, the, the mixed vegetable soup here. There's no spicy pony head in the soup. There is no pony in the soup. What do you mean by that? The pony is very near to the soup, uh, as if it's drinking uh, a fountain. Like like a pony head garnish? Uh, okay. No, I don't want that. I, I just... Um, how about the salad? Just give me a salad. Give me the Caesar salad. There's no pony head in the salad or, or, or very near to it pretending to eat it. How can the pony eat the salad? The salad is, is inside the pony head. This is, is impossible. Why? If we're not putting the salad in a pony head, how will it not be uh, on the floor? You could just put it on a plate. Uh, I'm asking uh, a plate. If not, a spicy pony head. What what about a bowl? What about a bowl? What about a bowl? Uh, What about a bowl? What about... What about a A bowl, putting it in a bowl? A bowl. 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 Why why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Put my salad in a bowl, please. No. Why not? I did not know what this is. Oh. Okay, a bowl is like a round, like an upside, like round, like an upside down helmet. A helmet, a helmet. Perhaps also we're putting your your wine in a boot. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. Six sketches. Six sketches, 20, 20 years. years. <laughs> it's amazing. Two guys. <laughs> That's quite a run. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, happy 20th. Thank you. And, and thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I think we all us. learned a lot. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs>
I did. Yeah, okay. Cash for Hazra, everybody. Thank you. Here you go. You can put that right in there. Soak the beans. Classic lines. That's one of six sketches. One of the best. Oh, that's so great. All right. Well, I feel like now, Zemi, you doing okay? Yeah, good. I knew you would be. Um, you ready to connect to the divine feminine energy? Energy. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I was overlooking at some stones in the back, and there's one that's out there. I'm talking on two mics. No. Okay. Um, there's one back there that's very dark. It's no. It's the obsidian stone, and you can see yourself reflected into it, and it's like looking into the moon. But it really has that charge that I like, and I, I think that our next performer also has a similar kind of charge. And also, it's a dark stone, and her album is called Dark Jeans. So uh, let's bring her out here now, uh, Joanne Schinderly, ladies and gentlemen. you were going to tell me that I was like the devil all of a sudden. This next performer's disgusting. <laughs> Do you guys ever want to shave your whole body and start over? Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at right now, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's my dyed hair and dead eyes, but people ask me if I'm a mom. <laughs> like a lot. And it's always middle-aged women that misdiagnose me as pregnant, <laughs> which is confusing. But then I get to pop back and be like, oh, no, ma'am, because <laughs> we love that. <laughs> be like, ma'am, <laughs> I'm way too selfish to be drinking for two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I just reach in my back pocket where I have a plan B locked and loaded, pop it on in, chew it on up, making direct eye contact, swallow it, no water, take over the fucking world. <laughs> love it. I am originally from the great state of Wisconsin. It was a sad day for us today. Thank you. Oh, it was. I mean, we don't, why am I reminiscing on football? Who gives a fuck? We're all here tonight at a theater. I love it. It was a sad day in Wisconsin, but I love being from there. It, they, the state of Wisconsin has this rule that I've never seen anywhere else. In the great state of Wisconsin, it is completely legal to bring a baby into a bar. What? It doesn't have to be your baby. You can just pick up a baby, walk on into a bar, look at the bartender, go, two PBRs, one in a bottle. <laughs> I love it. So inevitably, whenever I'm back home, inevitably, I will run into an ex-boyfriend of mine at a bar. And inevitably, that ex-boyfriend of mine will have a baby with him that he had to fruition. <laughs> And then that's when I get to look at my ex-boyfriend and be like, oh, my God, let me hold your baby. And then he'll say no. And then I'll be like, you've been inside me. Let me hold your baby. And then he'll be like, my wife hates you. <laughs> then I'll be like, give me that fucking baby because <laughs> I always get what I want. <laughs> and that's when I get to look at that sweet little baby Nuzzle its sweet little baby nose, whisper in its sweet little baby ear. I've eaten 10,000 of your brothers and sisters. <laughs> and then just drop it right on the bar floor. It's my favorite form of birth control. 
Love it. There are two words that you can't say in the state of Wisconsin, and that is shushmarshan and shushmeshan. <laughs> uh, that's depression for those of you who have parents who talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not my America. It's like, oh, what are you, sad? Yeah, well, guess what? The one cow we got out back froze to death. Your dad's stuck at work at Sheboygan. The car won't start. Now put your boots on. We got to walk your sister to piano practice. No one's got time for your Debbie Down Down Syndrome, Jojo. That is not what that is called. <laughs> but you do what you're told. You strap on those snowshoes and you slosh on down to the local subway because that is where your sister takes piano practice. <laughs> and then you sit there for two hours while she sloshes her way through the song Glycerine by Bush. <laughs> Twelve years old, her choice. But no, depression's not real. <laughs> Can you imagine walking in to see your favorite sandwich artist? And there's a 12-year-old woman in the corner. <laughs> Just, it must be your skin. I'm sinking. And, oh, God, talk to your children, please. Fine. Whenever I get sad, though, I like to take myself to my favorite white woman sanctuary, Target. Last month, though, I had to go to Target to return some rugs because rent is due. <laughs> I don't need these rugs anymore. I need a roof over my head. So I rolled up my dining room rugs. I walked into Target, and I said, I would like to return these. And the lady goes, ma'am. And I was like, yikes. <laughs> She's like, ma'am, we can't return the rugs. There's wine all over them. And I was like, there's wine all over you. She's like, your teeth are literally purple right now. <laughs> I was like, Touche. <laughs> so I grabbed those rugs and I walked to the Target, but I had to text my roommate to let him know the bad news. So I was like, Target won't return the rugs. I'm fucked, is what I meant to write. But in that moment, some beautiful autocorrect angels descended upon my phone. And what was autocorrected was, Target won't return the rugs. I'm, all caps lock, one word, fucked in the USA. <laughs> I've never wrote that sentence in my life. But I was like, ooh, I am fucked in the USA. Target. <laughs> like, who's in my phone? Sarcastic Bruce Springsteen? Where are you? That's fun. I think that's been my time, unless you guys want me to do the dirtiest joke I've ever wrote. Yeah? yeah? yeah. Just for you, sir. <laughs> Anyone in here in love? Okay, that took a lot longer <laughs> to say. <laughs> She's going to kill me, yes. <laughs> he was just, I forgot I'm in a, San Francisco. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man. You know that moment when you're first falling in love with a person? And I can course correct. <laughs> But that moment, it doesn't matter who you are, and you are you're that you're in that euphoric stage where just Beyonce songs are playing all the time, right? There's a kick in your step. You have the most beautiful day together, and then it happens. They invite you over to spend the night, and they have a Tempur-Pedic mattress. <laughs> what? Hell yeah. You're like, could this night get any better? And that moment, right, when you become the Tempur-Pedic mattress, 
You know, there's like no glass of wine or bowling ball that could fuck this up for you. <laughs> and then that's when it happens. It happened to me. I was the Tempur-Pedic about to drift off. And then my gentleman caller rolls over and he goes, babe, can you please do me a favor? <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't want to ruin this beautiful day. So I'm talking to myself in my head. I'm like, <laughs> uh, okay, Joanne, just say yes. Just say yes. You want love in your life. You can do this. Just, you can just, you don't want to be alone forever, okay? I started Vince Lombardi coaching myself. I was like, okay, Joanne, you lose sight of the goal when you take the eye off the prize. Now go out there and get a ring on your finger. I was like, yes, babe, what can I do for you? Um, can you give me a blowjob? Oh my, what? Yes, I thought you were gonna ask me to get up and turn off the light. <laughs> oh my God, roll over. This is something we both can do laying down. <laughs> so easy, right? If you have a dick, it is so easy for someone to suck it. <laughs> a child could do it, you know, it's, I'm not saying they should but historically they have. <laughs> so check your egos at the door. That's never a good ending. Okay, you guys have been so much fun. Enjoy the rest of your night. Wasn't expecting that at the end there. Joanne Schinderly, everybody. Ah, oh, this has been so great. Zelma, I feel like I want to hear another tune from you, and then uh, I'll come back and we'll kind of, we'll, 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 it's been a really nice grand opening, don't you think? Yeah. It's been a nice celebration, and everybody here has been so warm. So nice. Uh, would you play another song? Yeah. Okay. Zelma Stone. Thank you. Um, this one's called We're All Gonna Die. Baby, baby, I can see you want more Step on back so I can shut my door I'm feeling cozy, cuddled up just me How about I call you when I'm standing on my feet I wish that I can jump all in Your water's too warm for this skin Learning here and I know you give me time There's much unsaid you'll learn to leave those that faded Lines 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 Kiss me, baby, and don't say please Wanna feel no shame, a senseless sting I'd like to say there's nothing better than this Cocoon and rock and under sun rays kiss Foreign hands give me a song 
let go of waiting, send it alone. It's all the same, it's coming from my chest. Get it out before it makes a mess. Gemma Stone, everybody. That's amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Let's give it up for all of the wonderful people that have helped celebrate the grand opening. Joanne Schinderly, Arden Marine, Andrew Rolfo, Phoebe Bottoms, Casper Hauser. Uh, and thanks to Sketchfest and thanks to all the folks here at the Gateway. Just terrific. I'm Dale Seaver reminding you that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Thanks for being here, everybody. And look, I said it, it was a wonderful time, all things considered. And even though we had to close the shop, I'm so appreciative of everybody at SF Sketch Fest, uh, Cole and Janet and David, for letting us come out there and try to have, sort of partner up on this celebration. And of course, oh my goodness, we had such fun with uh, my guests, so my thanks uh, to them as well and to everybody that showed up. Uh, I could list them all by name. <laughs> How few of them there were, but uh, it was it was a great time, uh, and uh, thanks to everybody at the Gateway and uh, at SF Sketchfest for getting this audio and everything pulled together. Uh, so uh, that's it. Be sure and come out to the live show February twelfth, New York City. And uh, till then, remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. 
Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvest Works here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season, I encourage you all to leave your portals open. <laughs>